between the cherubim shine forth. You dwells between the cherubim shine forth. You dwells between the cherubim shine forth. You dwells between the cherubim shine forth. Father, we thank you. Give you all the praise. Thank you for your mercy this morning. We thank you for your loving kindness. We thank you because you are our Father. We thank you because you are kind. We thank you because you are loving. We thank you for the giving of your spirit. We thank you for how you have continuously blessed us with your presence, with your spirit, giving life to our soul. So be thou exalted in Jesus' name. Our Heavenly Father, we thank you. We thank you for your mercy. We thank you for all that you do. We thank you for what you are doing. We thank you because you are our Heavenly Father. We thank you because you have given us and made enough provision available for our growth. We say thank you, Father. Father, this morning we come under you. We come under your spirit. We come under the strength of your arm this morning that you will bless us once again with your life in the name of Jesus. Father, that this morning we would find grace for to eat out of your table in the name of Jesus. Lord, thank you for the feast that you have prepared. Thank you for the invitation even to come eat out of your table. For it's a great blessing to eat at your table, yes. to learn at your feet, to drink of your wine. Father, we say thank you. We pray, O oh Lord, this morning that you would give us spirit. You will supply enough spirit for blessing, for your word, for understanding, for revelation, for light, for help. In the name of Jesus. Father, I commit myself under you this morning. I submit totally under your spirit. I submit to the teachings of your spirit. I submit to the voice of your spirit this morning. And I submit under the tongue of your spirit. I ask, Father, that you will give utterance in the name of Jesus. I ask, Father, that by your mercy and your grace, I will find help even to, to speak your word this morning in the name of Jesus. Father, I pray, O oh Lord, I, I yield myself to you, totally submitting to your spirit for blessing this morning. Thank you, Father, because you've answered our prayers. For in Jesus' mighty name we have prayed. Amen. 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 Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Just welcome, welcome someone this morning. <laughs> Amen. Welcome. I'm you're welcome. Amen. 
Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Um, so I just want to turn everyone to fill at home this morning. I mean, there's no space. Everybody, everybody, someone can sit down there. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. It's a blessing to be here this morning. And I thank you all for joining us. And for those that can't join us due to one reason or the other, we thank you for joining us in the spirit. For those listening online, God bless you. Amen. Amen. So I welcome everyone this morning. How are we all doing? Are we doing good? Are we doing good? Yes. We're doing good. That's good. Please do good though. Mm. Be all right. Amen. 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 How many of us are ready this morning? We're ready. Are you sure you're ready? Yes, sir. Okay. All right. Um, let's uh, open our Bible to the book of uh, Ecclesiastes 12. Honestly, if you ask me, I don't usually go to those kind of books. <laughs> I mean, I like Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, you know. But when you are seeing Ezekiel, I mean, I don't mind going to them, shower, but I mean, I like to start from like Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, Romans, Ephesians, you know. But I mean, I guess... Holy Ghost is helping us, eh? So we found we have found grace in Ecclesiastes. Hallelujah. Why am I looking for Ecclesiastes and I can't find it? There we go. Amen. Amen. Chapter twelve. Um You know it's not easy to to talk, I mean. Amen. It's not it's not knowledge that I know that I can carry every teaching. Amen. Holy Ghost knows what we all need. Yes. Amen. Amen. Um before we continue this morning, I don't know, it's like almost every every time we meet now it's as if they just just they drain every strength. And then we find we find we find the help somehow to to receive blessing. Amen. Um I, I, I just felt that uh, when we stopped on Tuesday, there must still be some more blessing in there. So I felt we should continue from there. Um, but before we do, I don't know, how many of us have had the opportunity to listen to the tape? It's not tape, to the, to the message. Not all okay. For the sake of the people that were not here on Tuesday, those of us that were here on Tuesday, can we please help give a quick recap? It's not exam. See it as if you are just blessing us with what what blessed you. Okay. <clears throat> so uh, on Tuesday we looked at Ecclesiastes chapter twelve, mm. verse one, um, which was very interesting because I remember we used to read this scripture. Remember now your creator in the days of your youth while the evil days come not, nor the great days, nor the years gone. 
And doctors say, I have no pleasure in them. No, I've just seen the scripture in a different light from Tuesday. But uh, I think we started from, uh, Sister was talking about the anointing upon and the anointing within, and then Pastor Bukumi read the scripture, and uh, the emphasis for me was, uh, we're talking about wine, water, and you know, like how we need to, we need to desire, we're talking about desire, that was what led us to the scripture, that and he was saying, Pastor Bukum was saying that the remember now, we should see it as love thy creator in the days of the youth. And uh, he was explaining that um, that there's a way that the heart needs to be positioned to actually love the things of God. And yeah, we're just talking about how when we're filled with the wine of God, that it'll break through to water, and that mm -hmm. is another different realm that can position our heart to love God, to have wow. desires for God. Yeah. It was more like, I don't want to say curiosity, but for lack of a better word, it would create this, um, this desire mm -hmm. to keep loving God, to keep loving God. Yeah. Yeah. Amen. Any addition? Similar to what Maria uh, said, we don't we couldn't move past Ecclesiastes 12 verse 1. It kept saying, remember now thy creator in the days of thy youth. I know we talked about uh, youth. Mm -hmm. What is our youth? Really, I know we mentioned talking about different stages of, of man, like because of I would classify the first stage. It can be a child, a baby, a child, then a teen, and then a young adult, which he said young adults like the Bible, and youth, and then an adult. So we dwelt more on I know we expanded on what youth that word youth meant and he talked about that is the time of your strength where you have full of strength, where you can you can chase anything. Someone in their youth can can be so and how do I put it, gingered up, like they mm. have so much strength to chase whatever they want to chase. They are able to reach their goal. They are very um uh I don't want to say the word ambitious but that's where they, they build up a lot of diligence like this, that persistence that they can achieve whatever they set their heart to do. That's what happens in the time of your youth. Like, like how we say now, you're being single. Uh, in the time between uh, when you graduate or from 18, I would say, to when you get married, that period, I would say, is the time of your youth where you have so much strength to follow after God, to desire God, to have a single mind towards God, right? Because I know there was one time he mentioned where he says, even in the Bible, Paul says, said, uh, those that are married, the wife's duty is to please her husband and the husband likewise. But when you are single, your duty is to focus on God, like, you know? So it says you build that relationship in the time of your youth. That's when you remember your creator, and remember I said not just in remembrance, like, oh, I remember my creator. That remembrance is like knowing of your creator 
having that knowledge of your creator, desiring your creator. I remember my creator in the days of my youth, the time of my strength. And like I just said, it's not just like um, subject to the physical, how we describe it, between a certain age limit or age range, but also in the spirit, there's a season of our youth that we need to chase after God. That season usually comes upon us and there's that hunger, there's that desire of the spirit and we ought to run with it. We ought to use that desire. We have to hunger for God. We have to seek God in that time of our youth where there is strength. Because I remember there's a scripture in Isaiah 55 or somewhere in Isaiah where it says, seek the Lord in the time that he may be found. And it says, uh, that, so that time I see is the time where there's a lot of strength for you to pursue and for you to embrace God. And I think that's the same season we're in right now, mm-hmm. like without the messages have been going. And that's exactly <coughs> love God and chase after God, chase after God. And there was also like the beckoning of the Spirit to encourage our hearts that, like Kevin mentioned in the prayer, that it's not that, oh, that there's nobody without a, a a hiccup in their foundation. There's one hiccup or the other, but there's there's grace to to tackle those hiccups as they are coming. So this desire for God, because I know it was mentioning how we are we have journeyed to some to a level, each and every one of us, and mm-hmm. there are still some hiccups, there's still some lack of wine in some areas, and this is what they are fixing. The desire for wine and this desire to seek God is a is burning out of a kind of wine. So that's the wine. It started with the wine of the Holy Ghost, like Lelia said. It turns into water. Desire keeps increasing, and just as love for God begins to increase, the love that a milk a milk brother or sister will have will be different from the love that a Christ sister or a, a Christ brother will have. Desire is on increases, is welling up. So I know that there was that outpour and there was that grace in the meeting on Tuesday where the Lord was opening our hearts to just desire Him. And I think that was what we ended praying, ended the meeting praying for that love in our heart for the Spirit, love to enter the Spirit, love to desire the Spirit, love to desire more of the Spirit. I also recall He was using His life too how he like his journey coming into water righteousness how he had hunger he began to desire began to desire the word began to desire the word and i'm not sure where he mentioned this if it was the meeting or some other occasion where he says he said um it began to he found out that his desire for what these stuff what these songs especially that was to that began to disappear because another wine kicked in, like which is the wine of the Holy Ghost, and that drunkenness from the world or for other things began to dry up. So he said, find himself beginning to desire God more, desire. He just wants to know. It was amongst the the group of friends that, like, when they were just having understanding of the scriptures, and he had that in. So that desire within within him to know, and that's how God began to use that desire in him to fuel, change different things in his life. So what I, I understood in, on Tuesday, what I, uh, I I took was that that my strength, the time, in the season of my strength, 
which you may not even be able to tell it comes it's a season that comes to you that the lord brings around you and there's grace for you to desire it so that in that time of my youth i should remember the lord and is that season can be constant that's the, another thing it can continue and it's just according to the mercy of the lord but what was the great emphasis on Tuesday was that loving the Lord and it starts first by desiring and seeking Him. So that's my Amen. Thank you so Amen. much. Thank you so much for helping us. As she was talking, I just uh, on Tuesday I just remember that while I was sitting here, I was just really as the message was coming as you were explaining, I was just really seeing the importance of the Holy Ghost. Because mm. I was asking myself, yeah. like, how can I? Because me, sir, I, we have, I'm sure we have all lived it where we'll be like, we want to love God, we mm. want to desire the things yeah. of God, but maybe you do it for like one day or two days yeah. and then you're now dry up, so to speak. But I've just seen the importance mm. of the fullness of the Holy Ghost, mm. which is, like you explained, it says, in the days of the of thy youth. So you can say, in the days of the fullness of the Holy Ghost, like just... Full is the Holy Ghost, is the fullness of the measure of the Holy Ghost that will cause you to desire, like that will cause you to love the things of God, that will cause you to fellowship with God, that will cause you to spend time yeah. fellowshiping, fellowshiping with the Word and things like that. Awesome, thank so you. Really... I don't know, man. Thank you so much. Amen. Amen. Do you feel caught up already? We catch up already. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so we are catching. For those that were not here, so it's like we are catching up, doing a, a quick catch up. Mm-hmm. Thank you so much for the for the additions and uh, the help. Amen. Mm-hmm. Praise the Lord. Um, I think one one thing that stood out uh, on Tuesday in the meeting was the it, it felt more like, like an impartation mm-hmm. yes. of God installing um, the 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 love mm. or you know, trying to bet in us yes, yeah. it's like a push mm, yes, to a push or let me say a grace mm. made available to be able to fall in love yes, with the wine of the spirit mm. Mm. um because I know what one of the things that stood out there is that word, remember now thy creator in the days of thy youth, right? And then I think I, I went ahead to just explain what remembrance is, right? In different ways. And then also uh, try to explain the youth season, right? Uh, and uh, I think, you know, from what they've said, remembering or remember the Creator, the word remember is a word they use for lovers. Right? Um, remembering the Creator is like falling in love. So remember the Creator is falling in love with the Creator. Right? It's because it's people that are falling in love that have the ability to remember. Right? And I was using an analogy of, you know, you don't remember things you don't fall in love with. The things you mostly remember are things you you are falling in love with, things you actually pay 
you pay keen interest in you have you have interest in it right you've seen a gain therefore you pay attention to it and then you always remember them uh but whereas things that you know just passive just oh that one maybe you remember in, in the next second then maybe next day or a couple of days after you've forgotten about um that so it is it is highly important and i was seeing a need for you know falling in love and desiring the wine of the spirit and god has been taking us on a course of just getting to know the wine of the spirit amen for some reason like I, like i was saying for some reason i don't know Maybe some of us want to hear things about uh, everlasting life. I mean, <laughs> maybe that's also in our heart. But it is important that um, we also yield ourselves to these things in a way, mm-hmm. in the sense that sometimes when we when we come into like most of the things, what, what I would say is when we come into season like this, where God began to speak specifically concerning certain things, things that might seem like milk in a way. It is because there is a gap God wants to bridge, mm-hmm. right? And 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 also to when they bring that in bridging that gap, God can bet things inside a soul that is missing, mm-hmm. right? Needed mm-hmm. to be able to journey further in the Spirit. Amen. Amen. And. For me personally, I felt, I felt that those those meetings were like Tuesday, Saturday, past Tuesday. I think since we resumed, they've been kind of reinforcing, in the sense of also reinforcing and betting new things. Trend. I mean, if you ask me, I don't. In my mind, I'm like me myself. Have I seen? Have I seen it that way before? I mean, do I have an idea? Yeah, maybe, but. I seen it the way it's coming before, not necessarily, but it is more about what God really wants to do, right? Uh, much more than you know what we want to say is about what God is doing. Amen. And I, and and one of the thing I think one of the questions I asked when we started yesterday, uh, sorry, on Tuesday. And again, quickly, uh, just to quickly mention, uh, part of the thing my wife said actually came from a discussion. Just in case, maybe I think it was the last, maybe maybe. In case maybe you are, you are listening to the t- message and then you're like, oh wait, what's that thing that uh, Pastor Toby has said? Where is it? Uh, if you don't see this, it, because it wasn't, it wasn't in a totally uh, different conversation that is um, it's archived. It's not recorded. <laughs> but that's just. But I mean, I, I, I feel, I, it's almost as if that is the conversation of the season. Because uh, we, we just found ourselves having that kind of discussion again, right? And to me, perhaps is a is a is a sign that we're in a season for God to reap souls, right? And God will begin to increase His interest, His desire in people jo- uh, to to get them to where He wants them to be, right? I mean, we are in a season in, on earth generally where everything is going to get dark, extremely dark. 
I mean, forget it. It's already getting dark. It's, what's it? It's already dark, but it's going to get darker. Right? But, but it, it's also in the same season that it's getting very, very, very dark that to see God begin to um, manifest himself in different ways to encourage um, his people, to also bet people, to also bet people and um, harvest people, you know, people that will be of strength. Amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. So let us read the scriptures. Um, still waiting on on the spirit for direction this morning, but in a way, I felt we are still going to talk about wine. Yeah. I mean, does anybody have any questions so far? From uh, I mean, it was pretty pretty explicit, but does anybody have any question before we continue? No question. I don't know. People don't usually ask questions. I don't know why. Every time, nobody asks questions. Anyways, let's read Ecclesiastes. Ecclesiastes chapter 12. It's like the, some of the passages like in the Bible are like tongues. <laughs> Amen. Um, so I read from verse 1. It says, Remember now thy creator in the days of thy youth. Remember now thy creator in the days of thy youth, while the evil days come not, nor the years draw nigh, when thou shalt say, I have no pleasure in them, while the sun or the light or the moon or the stars be not darkened, nor the clouds return after the rain, in the day when when the keepers of the house shall tremble. And the strong men shall bow themselves, and the grinders cease, because they are few, and those that look out of the windows be darkened. Amen. Sorry, oh. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. I'll read it again. Remember now thy creator from verse 1. In the days of thy youth, while the evil days come not, nor the years draw nigh, when thou shalt say, I have no pleasure in them, while the sun or the light or the moon or the stars be not darkened, nor the clouds return after the rain, in the day when the keepers of the house shall tremble, and the strong men shall bow themselves. And the grinders cease because they are few. And those that look out of the windows be darkened. And the doors shall be shut in the street when the sound of the grinding is low. And it shall rise up at the voice of the bird. At the voice of the bird. And all the daughters of music shall be brought low. Also when they shall be afraid of that which is high. And fear shall be in the way, and the almond tree shall flourish. And the grasshopper shall be a burden, and, it, and, the, and desire shall fail. 
because man goeth to his long home, and the mourners go about the streets. Or ever the silver cord be loosed, or the golden bowl be broken, or the pitcher be broken at the fountain, or the wheel broken at the cistern. Then shall the dust return to the earth as it was, and the spirit shall return unto God who gave it. Vanity of vanities, saith the preacher, all is vanity. And moreover, because the preacher was wise, he still taught the people knowledge. Yea, he gave good heed, and sought out, and set in order many proverbs. The preacher sought to find out acceptable words, and that which was written was upright, even words of truth. The word of the wise are as goads and as nails fastened by the masters of assemblies, which are given from one shepherd. And further, by these, my son, be admonished of making many books, there is no end. And much study is a weariness of the flesh. Let us hear the conclusion of the whole matter. Fear God. And keep his commandment. For this is the old duty of man. For God shall bring every walk into judgment. With every secret thing. Whether it be good or whether it be evil. Amen. So that's the entire chapter. Um, hmm. Amen. Praise the Lord. Uh, there's there's something that is uh, coming to me, but I'm still waiting on it to see if there's a direction God wants us to go. Um, good question. How many of us think it is important to to find or to remember our creator in the days of the youth. Hmm? How many of us think it's important? So, what do you think is important? Hmm? What do you think is important? I mean, it's a conversation, it's not a rhetorical question. Conversation, like I said, now it's not the conversation. Okay, the reason why you say ha is because you thought it's an exam. It's not an exam, it's a conversation. <laughs> 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 
voluntary conversation. Yes, it is voluntary by everybody. So for you personally, if you, why is it important for you? Oh, okay, you say it's important, right? Yes. So for you as a person personally, why is it important for you to okay. seek God in the days of their youth? Um, connecting with what Lord has said. Yeah. And what to be honest. Okay. Yeah, so it is important because that season of my life <laughs> would shape every other day. That's and then I wanted, spiritually, I wanted to be constant and yeah that's like because when if if it's not there when these things come i would be i would be in those things basically <laughs> it's like if a bad prophecy prophesying about whoever would not so not not to be there i better <laughs> yeah i better yeah. escape yes, yeah. <laughs> yeah. okay i have a follow-up question but i'm not going to ask now but it's a general question child so so, Joy, what do you think? <laughs> everybody wants to run. Okay, fine. I'll, I'll, spare, I'll spare everybody else. Okay, okay. okay. Let me not spare everybody. So, madam, why, why do you think it's important? Okay. Ah, that's it. <laughs>
have the love of the Father. You know, in First John that says, um, the loss of the eyes, the loss of the flesh, the pride of life, these are things that seduces. If we have those things, we don't have the love of the Father in us. And um, what remembering your Creator does to you is that it brings you to that point where you can overcome all these things, mm. which, are, which is death, antichrist, death, all these things that things that can take away the love of God from us, mm. that, that things that can destroy every desire in us mm. for God. So when we begin to remember the Lord in the days of our youth, it will be, it will, like Lola said, we set the course for the rest of our journey, journey. because love increases, love for God increases, and as we continue to remember, we are growing in love for God, and we are being saved from the evil day. We are being, it's like we are being set goal. Our eyes are now made single. That is, it's very easy to let go of the seduction mm. of the enemy, being covered and uh, delivered from the evil. The evil day is coming because every day has an evil. So that love will so keep us focused on God and not to not to love anything else more than God. It sets our love, our love work straight and focus on just God being the center of everything that we love. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Amen. Um, I think something, one thing is consistent in all our answers, right? At least, if I focus on that a bit, and what is consistent is about that evil day, right? Is it's better for me to love the Creator now, mm-hmm. so that. I will be safe, yeah. and it will alter, it will structure the course of my journey. Mm-hmm. It's the same thing as so that I can escape this, all these bad bad things, <laughs> right? Okay. It's pretty much the same thing in a way, right? Because um, and that is actually my follow up question that I asked earlier. But I'm, it's, it's, this one can be a rhetorical question, in the sense that. Um, No, when when she mentioned that, so I escape all these things. Now the question that came to me is, what are all these things? <laughs> Amen. Praise the Lord. Now what are all these things? Indeed. Okay, so what are those things? <laughs> right. Because it's also important to understand what those things are, or have a concept or an idea what those things could mean. Right now, all these, all these things they are saying is almost like an explanation of the evil day. Right, right, it's almost as if it's trying to explain the evil day. Fat Helma, what they are saying here is that there is a season coming whereby. If you have not loved your creator, there won't be opportunity to do so again. Now, it doesn't it doesn't mean that people can never love God again because you know that's not the that's not the picture. The picture here is you know the way God is pouring out things. 
the way God is, the way God is pushing so much, so much blessing, so much resources on the earth now, yeah. is, be, is actually a provision for the evil day. Mm-hmm. Right? Because this evil day, when you say day, what does, what does day look like? You know, when you talk about day, day is actually a language they use in everlasting life. Day is God's realm. Amen. Amen. The person you and I are fighting is also a day person. Mm. Satan is a, is a day guy. Mm. Right? Now, when you, because you hear the word day, years, you see that kind of, those kind of words in the scripture consistently. Right? Or when you see Isaiah, when he's talking about... Um, uh, is it Isaiah? Mm. Let's open it. I think Isaiah, either Isaiah 60. Hmm? God help me. Is it 61? I think, yeah, Isaiah 61, yeah, I think it's right. Isaiah 61, eh? Oh, yeah, 61, all right. So, can you please help me read uh, verse 1 to 2? Isaiah 61, verse 1 to 3. Mm. The Spirit of the Lord God is upon me, mm-hmm. because the Lord has anointed me to preach mm-hmm. good tidings unto the meek. He has sent me to bind up the Sometimes when you read scripture, they give you keys. Right? That year is tied to the Lord. So that's the key to that scripture there. And then, the day of vengeance of our God. God there is the key to the day. Lord is the key to the year. Right? Now, so when you say the acceptable year of the Lord, that tells you it is the season of the Lord. Right? So, a day there is in God's dimension. Right? Year is also in Lord dimension. Now, those are this, and those, those two are actually a season in a believer's life too. Right? They are seasons of journeying, of progressing towards God. And there are days, too. Does that make sense? Because a season is, a season is comprised of days. Right? Yeah. I don't know if that makes sense. What I'm trying to, to explain. 
When you say a year, a year is long because it comprised of many days. But a day is short because it is a day. It's not 365 days, which makes a year just a day. Means your journey gets shorter the more the closer you get to God. That's what that means. Right? Now I'll go back, I'll go back to this verse. This chapter uh, talk of Ecclesiastes says, "While the evil days come not, Amen, Amen." And when they say, "While the evil days come not," and it's kind of making sense now, right? Not the years draw near, right? Because the first thing that happens to you is the year will draw near. To you. When the years draw near, it leads to the evil days. Does that make sense? Now, when I say the evil days here, right, it may may also seem like it's talking about the, the time of the Lord in a way. But in a way, I'm I'm not too sure where to place this yet. But it's almost, it's almost, I'm seeing two things. I'm seeing the season of the Lord and I'm seeing the season of God. Right? And the, as, as we journey in God, we get closer and closer and closer to the evil days. Right? Now, that is in the journey of a believer. But there's also a season now, this is different, right? There's also a season in just in earthly dimension whereby you begin to see evil days being made manifest. Right? Now, what, what I perceive the scripture or what I perceive Holy Ghost is telling us in, in here is that there is a season where you gather strength. For those days that is coming. And if you've not gathered enough strength before you approach the evil days and years, right? Because it's not just saying, why the evil days come not, nor years draw near. It's not just year. It is evil day, evil year. Mm. If that makes sense. Say, so while the evil, if, not, if I can put my own exclamation, while the evil, evil is now complementing days, nor year. Uh-huh. See, while the evil days come not, nor the years draw near. It, that draw near is also come nigh, right? Which is this come. When they're saying, we're talking about the days. Say, the day has not approached. But the year is approaching. Right? The evil days come not, nor the years draw near. Because the first thing that will draw nigh to you is the year. So they're, they're, it's like they are kind of giving you a picture ahead of time that in your journey, you are going to come about some evil days, some evil years, which you need strength to overcome. 
it is, and it is not at the time you are in that season you should be looking for strength. Does that make sense? It means when those days arrive, you should have gathered strength. Right? In the season of strength to be able to face the evil days and the evil years. Mahata Fenahalma. And sincerely, God actually prepares us for those. God, God doesn't just throw you into a season without preparation. Right? And part of the reason why, I think in our meeting on Tuesday, I'm, I'm, I'm now trying to place a youth season in our journey as we begin to approach, or as, as we begin to journey in God, right? I'm now saying that if, if you want to categorize um, the, the journey in the Father, the journey in the Son, the journey in the Holy Ghost, categorized into season of ages, I would say when we're in the Holy Ghost is our youth season, right? And then when we are in Christ, we are growing, we are, we are not as youthful, Right? And then when you get into God, you must have become a father. Does that make sense? So you are young. Then you become... Uh, you become... You are young, but you are not so young. I don't know what, how to place it, right? You are, there's a time where you are young, or you are a child. Now... A child is not. It it is still. I'll say right from when right from when you are born again to you. Okay, right from when you are born again till you enter Christ, you are still growing, right? You are you are still in your youthful years. Christ is also Christ itself is also a youthful year in a way. It's a beautiful season. Let me use the word season instead of year. Now, the reason why I'm saying this is to understand the concept. Holy Ghost is the youth season for Christ. Christ is the youth season for God, for the Father. Does that make sense? Where you gather strength for to journey and learn Christ is in Holy Ghost. That is your youthful season. Now, and I think I'm trying to now marry that idea with the things you acquire as you grow as a child of God. That every single thing you acquire while you are in Holy Ghost or you're just growing in Holy Ghost, don't just go away. They become more sophisticated as yeah. you grow in the spirit, yeah. right? So they don't, you don't. For example, your discipline in studying the scripture, praying, don't just go away when you are in Christ, right? I mean, imagine, imagine you are someone that don't that have not really, really given heed to the need to study your Bible, right? 
and then you are hearing Christ, and then you are hearing it's not about reading Bible, it's about grace. You can, mm. you can, you can, you can easily then now throw away the idea of reading your Bible. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Right, and that, and that, and that, that's that's and an, that's a problem in growth. Mm-hmm. But to that kind of heart. The heart will think they've grown. Ah, ah, we've known now we have revelation now. Since they say it's not about reading Bible, it's about grace. Grace will come. Right? But it's not about that. It's those kind of words make would is 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 for people that have matured in a way. So that when they hear things like that, they don't just discard things. It is actually immaturity in the spirit that causes that. Or you hear it's not about praying two for seven. That you if 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 you have if you've not drank milk well, you can easily dis- discard the attitude of praying. Right? Because that language of it is not about praying, it's about grace, is talking about another understanding that is resting on praying, that is resting on reading your Bible. If that makes sense. Yeah. Right? So each, each, each season has its own purpose. And when you say remember thy creator, Fatamiya, that is the very end. You say creator, creator is God. Mm-hmm. Right? So they are, talking, they are telling you something about the end in the beginning. Wow. Say remember thy creator. Because while you are in Holy Ghost, you are still remembering your Creator. While you are in Christ, you are still remembering your Creator. Because they are, they are all seasons of remembrance. Does that make sense? Or let me use this word. They are seasons of falling in love. Does that make sense? When you are in Holy Ghost, you, there's, there's, there's something you need to fall in love with. When you have heart of fear, when you are falling in love enough with those things, it helps you, it builds you. Then when you are journeying in Christ, you have strength to fall in love with something better. Does that make sense? Or put it this way, your manner of falling in love changes, becomes stronger, becomes more sophisticated. Does that make sense? And it is in the it, it is in the season of your youth that you have grace to fall in love. Now, it is in the season of Holy Ghost you have grace to fall in love with Christ. It is in the season of Christ you have grace to fall in love with the Father, to fall in love with God. Does that make sense? Yes, sir. Now, when you are now approaching God, you are already in love. You are so much in love that your entire life is hinged on the Father. Is hinged on the Creator. The, The more you journey towards the Creator, the more you journey towards God, the more you find reason to fall in love with Him. You're falling in love with him when you just get born again is different. Mm. The reason for falling in love with him is totally different. Mm. When you begin to approach him, you begin vision, clarity begins to come, light begins to shine. And as light begins to shine, you now begin to see him clearer as he is. 
then you, as a result, you then know the manner of love. Right? You know the, what, the manner of love, where which he loved you. Does that make sense? So when you know the manner of love, where which he loved you, then that creates mm. desire more. The desire increases mm. to fall in love more. Mm. Because the more you know the manner of love, yeah. the more you fall in love. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. Right? Yeah. Now, yeah. what I'm seeing here is a desire for a desire for yeah. a desire yeah. for a yeah. desire. Yeah. An increasing <laughs> desire yeah. for the Creator. Amen. It's an increasing desire. It's a, I mean, honestly, I don't know. This is a season for falling in love. It's actually it's a season of love. We're in a season of love. Everyone is betting new graces, new, new desires, new impartations for love in the spirit. in the spirit is an impartation I don't know I, 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 just, I, I sense impartation in the room I just it's, it's like Holy Ghost is, is descending on us again Amen, Amen. Amen. when a season of love oh, to fall in love consistently falling in love How many of us are feeling like falling in love with God again? Like, like, we've, like we've never done before. They are, they are betting desire for loving. If anyone is struggling with loving God, this is the season. This is the time. To be blessed with love. Amen. To find grace to fall in love. Amen. Amen. So, <laughs> it is. It is a. It's a betting of an unending desire. For the things of God. Do you do you crave do you crave things of the spirit? Do you just desire to fall in love more? Heaven will fall on you. Amen. 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 Desire they will, they will they will bet grace for falling in love afresh. Amen. Is there is there something is there is there something you are gunning for in the spirit? You are looking to love. So you will receive strength. 
to fall in love seamlessly. Hmm. Is desire is if wherever there's a there is, is there a, ah is there a desire for the things of the spirit in you? Oh, ematevelina ifelia feel feel to feel you. I say be Heaven will begin to answer you. Concerning spiritual blessing. Your desire for the things of God will be brought to fruition. Wherever you are struggling for desire, heaven will supply strength for to desire fresh. Saying they are the one doing it. Yes. Mm. They, are the, they are the one doing it. Yes. It is them. Yes. 
them. Strength to remember. Wherever you've forgotten your creator, strength to remember. You see me in Jesus' name. Is deliverance. Be delivered. From things that remove remembrance. Where you've not been able to connect the spirit. Grace to connect. Be released in the name of Jesus. continue. Amen. Praise the Lord. When I stop again, I stopped at the, the season of remembrance where you need to fall in love and fall in love and fall in love. You have strength to fall in love in youthful seasons. Right? Now, and there's a reason why they use the word in the days of thy youth. Mm-hmm. Right? That means there's something key about youthful age. Mm-hmm. There's a, there is something key about youthful age, youthful season. Right? 
There's a reason why they didn't say, remember the Lord that created the days of that, in the days where you are a father. <laughs> when you have children <laughs> to look after. Right? They're talking about a season of youthfulness. And like I said, the season of youthfulness simply means the season of your strength. Right? A season of your strength. And in the spirit, you come into strength, seasons, where you gather strength. And it's very important to also identify those seasons in your life. Very important. In the sense that if you're not, if somebody is not sensitive enough in the spirit, seasons where you have grazed will come and go. Right? And the, you won't have your efficiency in that season won't be 100%. Right? right? And again, I'm not saying it's in anybody's power to be able to do that. Yes, One thing you need to be able to rely on is grace. Yes, you, you, need, you need to learn to live a life mm-hmm. that is totally dependent on grace. Mm-hmm. Now, when I say totally dependent on grace, it doesn't mean that you do not, you know. Yes, right? It, mean, it, means, it means that it, I guess where I'm coming from is there's a way you think towards things. Mm. No, men, actually, the way we are designed is we like, we like, let me do one, two, three. One, two, three. Then I'll get this. That's, it's, almost, it's almost difficult for souls to be able to, to, to yield to something or to to give in to a supply that does not come by doing one, two, three. Mm-hmm. Right? Yes, it's almost as if, if you don't see the, the roadmap, what I mean by one, two, three is, if you don't see the roadmap mm-hmm. laid out for you, it's like this. Okay, to get to here, you have to pray and fast for 10 days. You have to read your Bible for five days consistently, non-stop. And then you need to be able to, to, to lock up yourself in a room and pray all day. Once you're able to do that, it is certain for you that you will grow in the spirit or you will move into your next growth phase in the spirit. That's what we are used to. And if anything now happens that maybe we couldn't complete the five days dry fasting or something, we feel something has happened. Oh my God, ah, I have to start all over. Then you start all over and then you do the dry fasting. Now, you now notice something that the focus has changed. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. The focus is now on your strength yeah. rather than spirit. Yeah. Right? Now, I'm not saying you should not fast, you should not pray, you should not, I'm not saying any of that. Too, right? I'm just saying that there's a, there, there, there is a, a key in, our, in the way we process spiritual things that is tied to logical, logical process of things. Okay, do this, do that. That is why most of the time it is hard for people that hear word of righteousness Mm -hmm. to add things up. Because most of the time it doesn't look like do this, do that, do this, then you have achieved. Most of the time when you hear hear charity, oh, you know what, you have to do charity, you know, this, I think most of, I mean, is it subconsciously, what we are looking for somehow is okay. The word has come, we should do charity. So how would we do it? Okay. Do I have to okay, do I have to love this person, this person? Okay, if I can, if I can love Yemi, Titi, and Shadi. 
I think that's it. I've come into charity. That's, that's almost like what we are expecting. But it's not always like that. Now, the work there is, you've heard you have to do charity. There's a way God will bring it to you. How to, how to get there is different for you, different for you, different for you, different for you, different for me. But the goal is not different. Does that make sense? Yes, sir. The reason why it is different for everybody is because your souls are different. You are configured differently. Places where you might have grace to do charity to some degree may not be the same as ours, as mine, may be different. But we need to be all we need to be round, we need to be covered all rounder. Right? Because there's a measure in the spirit that heaven is looking for. And that measure is not determined by your calibration. Right? It's determined by heaven's assessment. And where heaven really, really checked that thing is in your heart, really. How well have you been able to yield or give yourself to that life? They measure it. You know, because sometimes... You know, you hear the, let us do charity, and then, yes, we'll do, we'll do it. But inside, <laughs> we've not come into stretch, really do it. Yeah. When situation comes like this, you would have done, and I wait, ah, I need to do charity, oh, charity. Okay, you correct yourself, and then you hope you pass the next exam, right? I mean, so there's a way. Those, those are the signs that heaven is, heaven is still checking. You, you, you are coming into realizations. Those are the seasons also that you are, you are gaining strength to fall in love. Because when those things happen to you, you have, a, you have, you, you have light shine. Does that make sense? Now, when light shine, what it does is it, it, it makes things open. Because there are things engraved. There are things buried in the soul that if light doesn't shine on it, it won't bring it out. So the reason, part of the reason for light is to excavate things that are hidden, buried deep down in the soul. So that the soul can see and then gain strength to yield in the spirit. Amen. Praise the Lord. Okay, okay. I was wondering what, what the sound was. Okay. Um, so, let me backtrack a bit. Right? And just let me read this scripture. Verse 1. I don't know why I've not been able to leave this verse 1 for, for a while now. I've not been able to. <laughs> I've been staying on this Ecclesiastes. And sometimes I feel like, oh, I think perhaps, okay, let me not break, let, let God lead me so that I will not, I will not jump ahead of, ahead of what they are doing. Let me just follow as it is, as it is coming. Now, because the, the, the key to this thing is actually why we are reading this, mm-hmm. these passages, right? Holy Ghost just showed me something. And what he showed me is all the things that they were saying, what is pointing to, Right? It's almost as if they're explaining, like I said, the evil day. 
what does it look like now when you are hearing while the window that be darkened and the doors be shut right and the daughters of music shall be brought low you know you are wondering ah what are they saying <laughs> <laughs> and uh, it's as if I knew what was going on. And thank God somebody mentioned exactly. And like, like I knew that you'd be wondering that ah, what are these things? And me too, I know because me too. I'm, as I'm reading it, I'm trying to to figure ah, what are these things really, right? And no, it's, and you, 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 of course, you use light right to interpret scripture. But you also wait on this on God, on the Spirit, to open up the scriptures. And the key they just give me is to just to just look at look at what it's really talking about. It's talking they are all talking about a season where something will no longer be available. Oh that's true, sir. Kai. Kai. Okay. Wow. They are <clears throat> I think you might need to come closer. Because mm, I think it's a bit far. Mm. I, I think that one can stop for now. Eh? Amen. Sorry. Because I think my, my, my voice is not traveling that far. <clears throat> Amen. It's almost talking about a season where something will no longer be available. Right? Um, I'll read that verse. Let me read verse 6. Just to give an idea, it says, or the silver cord be loosed. Right? So they're talking about something that was tight, but they loosen it. So there's a, there's a change in season. There's a reason why they tighten it. Okay, why are they loosening it? Right? It says, or the golden bowl be broken. Now, that means there's a season the golden bowl is not yet broken, and there's a use for it. Right? Or the pitcher be broken at the fountain. Now, there is a fountain. Okay, what's a fountain? Hmm? It's a source of something. It is a source of... They mostly use... Well, you can put anything in a fountain, but they are mostly used for water. Right? You have fountain of water. Then you hear Jesus talk about fountain of living water. Right? Well, of living water, pretty much fountain. Right? Then they are not talking specifically about the fountain, something about the fountain. Now, and you know a fountain is, is, is a fountain is really where something springs. Right? Now, when I say springs, means most of the time when you say a fountain is to project water. Right? When you, when you go into, I don't know, there's a place downtown, in the midst of it, there's a little fountain there. And then what happens is you have a pump that pumps water and it brings water out of the fountain so that water keeps falling out. So it's like the surplus of water in that fountain, right? It's a fountain of water. It means you don't have to draw. That's a fountain. Fountain removes the need to go and draw. Because there's a mechanism in place to supply. Does that make sense? So there's a mechanism in place to supply water. So when you're at a fountain, all you need to do is just put your hand and drink water. But if you're not at a fountain, you need to go and draw, then pour, and then drink. 
So in that season, you, you apply much labor to get water. Does that make sense? Now, let's read further. It says, or even the silver cup be loose, or the golden bowl be broken, or the pitcher be broken. Fatamino for fresh. Now notice that this thing that they call pitcher. It's a pi- what's a pitcher? Hey, okay, Google it. What's a pitcher? I want to, I want, I want to, and, and I think that's about, I just wanted to see the, the full meaning. A picture, uh, something coming to, I don't know, maybe it's a book. Picture, Potter's picture or something, I can't remember what. What does, what, what, what does the dictionary say a picture is? Oh, it says a large container. Mm-hmm. It's a container. Typically, mm-hmm. it's like a cl- glass or plastic. Mm-hmm. Used for holding and pouring liquid. Exactly. Used for holding and pouring liquid. So a picture is like I don't know. I, I, in my, I'm seeing a picture of it. You know, in the olden days, what they use is like like a clay pot, big, like a jug, but huge. You now has hand. I don't know if we even had it back back home long time ago. Like, I, th- I think I talk about I've had. I, I, I've seen it. I think I've seen it. But if, I don't know where I'm getting this picture, but there's a, maybe it's a book of Bible study or something. But actually, I know I'm seeing an ancient picture, right? Made of clay, right? Now, because when they say it's broken too, it can be, of, it can be made of clay, right? So, or the picture be broken. Now, the picture is where you pour water into. Yes. Ah, thank you. Yeah, that's that's what I'm seeing. My that's not, that's exactly what it looks like. Is a is a is a pitcher. That's what they pour water into. Now, fat film, film. What a pitcher is used for is to store water. Are you drawing the conclusion? Are, are you seeing where I'm going? I, I think you should have a picture of where I'm going. But let's just journey there. You see, at the Holy Ghost is too wise. Why did I go to verse 6? <laughs> it's exactly, I just went there straight. Right? Because this actually captures the picture. Right? Not a picture is something you use to hold water. Right? Now, what, what happens is, you go from a fountain, you point to a picture. Then you can carry the water anywhere so it is no longer at the fountain alone but whenever the water is empty in the pitcher you can always go back to the fountain fill it up and go about right which there's a source of supply there's a source of supply which you are tied to now, they are not talking about a season whereby, okay, let me, before I get to a season, let me finish, let me finish this thought. Okay. Now it says, or the will be broken at the system. Google what a system is. It's, it's good for us to know, to know these things. Right? Of course, you know what a will is. Right? You know what is, okay, maybe we don't know what a system is. But a system is almost almost like a picture, but it's not a picture. Yes. 
This is a sister. Ah! I'm looking for a clearer picture. This is the one I'm seeing. But, uh, you see, ah, I wish everybody can see this, this image. There's a, in the, this thing is a, is, is an old, is a, is a mechanism. This is a tech, this is an old technology they are trying to use. In the olden days, there's a way, not now, you have pumped that pumps water out of the well. They have a wheel, a system, which includes a system, right, which, Effortlessly bring water out of the well yes, so that people can get water. Yes, now, can we Google? Go, let's Google the meaning of a system. Yeah, come and take a read it. I, I wish there's more. Okay, there could be more images actually. So, what does, it, what does a system mean? Storing water, especially one supplying taps or a part of a flushing toilet. Mm. It holds water. Yes, sir. This ah, this ancient system, I like it. <laughs> There's a picture of an ancient system, but it's just from above. It's not giving me a picture from. Uh, from. From the side, but I think ah, English can be terrible. Sha. Sometimes we are limited by language. Amen. Amen. But we see that. Read that meaning again. Let's 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 hear it. Okay. Okay. I think I have a good picture now. See, you know that is see that that place where. In, in the toilet, mm -hmm. you flush, yes, then it fills up the system, mm -hmm. it holds water, yeah. when you need it, you press it, it supplies water. Yeah. Now that system mm -hmm. is tied to the fountain, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. Or, let, or let me put it this way, the whole fountain system contains a system. Let, let me put it that way, because yes, I'm I'm trying to I'm trying to explain a found a fountain, right? It says, or the pitcher be broken at the fountain. No, so there's a pitcher at the fountain. Yeah. Now it's almost as if it's separate, right? Yeah. Now it says, or the wheel be broken at the system. They are, yeah. Those two statements are trying to explain the same thing. Now, so when you're at a fountain. Right, when you're at a fountain, yeah. you can carry a picture there. Yeah. Right? A picture looks more now like a system. Yeah. Oh, yes, sir. Yes, sir. Right? Yes, sir. A picture that holds water is almost like a system. Yes, sir. Right? Yes, sir. Now, then it, they are not talking about all the wheel. All the wheel broken at the system. Now, this at the system is not talking about the entire uh uh, set up in ancient in ancient days. In ancient days, they used to have like a system system set up where uh, the water comes from the well. Mm. Then there's a wheel that carries the water, flow yeah. it into the system, yeah. 
to store. Then people can now come to the cistern and take. Go. But there's always a wheel that is rolling. That is fetching water that goes into a a, like a like a part that then goes into the system to store the water. It's 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 almost like your modern day tank, bowl, right? And then you now you now hold your tank at the top of your roof of your house is your system, which now supplies water to your entire house, right? So a system is mostly used for storage, it's for storing water. Now, what they are talking about here is a broken system of a supply of water. Which tells us that there's a season where there's constantly a supply of water. At a certain age, the system will get old and things will break down. Now, that doesn't mean that... Now, what I'm trying to explain here is not talking about God being weak and a system failing. No. They are talking about a season where God will change the mechanism of supply. Wow. 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 And it will happen naturally. Wow. Right? Wow. Now, if the if the wheel is broken, right, at the system, means it is impossible for the water to consistently remain in the system. There's no supply of water for the system. So, by the time the water there runs dry, that's it. Right? Mm-hmm. So, now try to try and get the picture. They're not telling you now. Remember something before these things happen. Because this thing talks about an evil day. Now, when God reaps the first fruit, right? You know, whatever God is doing is to get a company, reap a fruit out of the earth. Now, those fruit, right, will be the one that will actually go back and teach others. Does that make sense? Before, it is God making supply. But once God reaps, you give them, you go and do it. Does that make sense? And then, they will now be the supply. The same way God brought supply through Christ, right? Then Christ would bring men unto God. They will not begin to supply. They will not be, they, they will not be it's like, when you, if you want to think about the parable of the ten virgin, think of it that way. There's a time where the five wise, five foolish were together. The wise ones were able to have oil, then they have a supply, extra. Mm, wow. To last them enough for the bride to arrive. Mm. Those ones are wise because they were able to remember, remember their creator. creator. Mm. The ones that are foolish, no, they are not wise. They, 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 they are forgetful. That's why they couldn't remember to get extra supply. Does that make sense? So now, when they now, when they now went out, the bride came in, married the, vi- the five virgins. Then the rest now came, sorry, ah, we are, but they couldn't come again because they've shut the door. At that time, the system is broken. Does that make sense? Now, they will need to wait for another supply 
another season where they could find entrance into the marriage. Wow. So the five, the five virgins that were able to marry the lamb would have supply to come out, right, and then teach, and then bring others in, right, so that perhaps some, some way or the other. But the difference now is the glory would differ. I mean, God is not foolish, right? Which is why it is important to seek him and remember him in the days of thy youth. When you don't remember him in the days of you, when you are now old and you are trying to remember, you won't be able, you won't have strength to, to run as fast as you should. Therefore, what happens? The, the, the ending result will not be the same. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Now, time is going. I'm, I'll probably end in the next 10 minutes. I, I don't think I have much to even say anymore anyways. But you see here, right, that the, it says, say, or, the, or, the, or the pitcher be broken at the fountain, or the wheel be broken at the cistern, right? So what it's saying there, if I use that analogy, is when the pitcher is broken, you don't have any place to store water anymore mm. yeah. right yes, at that time you don't have any place to store water wow. see sometimes when I'm teaching this, after I'm talking that they just whisper the next thought I don't even know what it means but I'll just say it anyways and then we'll get there mm. now the thought that just came to me now is this by the time the picture is broken mm. the water should have been moved to somewhere else. If the water is not moved and the pitcher breaks, that means the water perishes with the pitcher. Now, the purpose of the pitcher is so that you drink from it. So which means make sure you have remembered to drink all the water in the pitcher before it breaks. Does that make sense? Yes, sir. Now, that reminds me of myself. Every day my wife fights me to drink water. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to repent. I don't drink it. <laughs> I don't drink it. But I'm, I'm not saying this is the picture breaking. You know. I'm just saying there's, an, there's, a, there's, there's a lesson there. In the sense that, say drink water now. Because I don't know. I can sit in the office and be working all day and forget to drink water for, for almost the whole day. It's only, and I drink water only when I'm eating. It's like, drink water. Drink water. I say I will drink, I'll forget. It gets to a point. Maybe I've drank half of the water and I've left it for days. I can't drink it again. I have to pour it out. Right? That's an analogy there. I, have to, I literally just, uh, you know what? Because me too, I don't trust water again. I've drank it, I've drank. Ah! There's still a lot left. Ah! First day, I didn't. First day, my wife said, drink it now. Okay, I will drink, I will drink it. I forgot. The next day, drink, drink it. I forgot. Then, by the third day, I'm like, me myself, I'm feeling, hmm, maybe this water is now slimy. Yes. The water even may even be good, but <laughs> Mister, I don't trust the bottle anymore. I just pour the water away and get a new one. Now imagine in a season where you don't have the, the, the luxury to get a new one. Now, the purpose of drinking the water 
moving it from the pitcher or from the cistern into you. Because where the water should move to is inside you. The reason for moving it is so that when you have drunk enough, the water will begin to fountain. The water will begin to spring up. Does that make sense? Now, when the water when the water begins to spring up, it springs up onto everlasting life. Now it's it's like it's like almost I'm seeing the same thing that Jesus was saying to that woman by the well. So if you know who you are asking, you will tell him to give you that water, that living water, because the water is living. I will give you living water. Then whoever and you will test no more. Yes. If you drink it out of you, it will, it will spring up. Let me not paraphrase. Let's read it. John 4. Thank you, Jesus. Can you can you please help me read it? Yes. John 4. Mm-hmm. Verse 7. 7 eh? Yes, sir. Mm-hmm. Jesus Christ is talking about this water that will spring up unto everlasting. We know that everlasting, when you talk about the season of everlasting life or the time of everlasting life, it is it is the season of day. Right? It is the season of day and also you must have been drinking that water during the season of years. So during the years, you drink the water, then it springs up to the day. Does that make sense? Okay. So the water, the living water is to spring up to the day of God. Right? Now, I think I'm now entering the last part of the message. Mm. And that's it. The reason why there will be evil day mm. and evil year is because if you've not drank 
those if or if you don't if you not drink the water enough that it has moved into you to be living to be able to spring there will be you 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 won't you won't you you will struggle you will struggle spiritually in the sense that you notice that woman was telling him where is thy Peter where is thy you have nothing to draw draw from where is it okay I don't need to draw I am the system I am I I I have I have the water I can give you to drink when you drink it enough it will spring you into everlasting life. Hallelujah. Right? Hallelujah. So Jesus didn't need he didn't need the drawer. He didn't need it. If you have nothing to draw. It's, I don't know why Jesus did what he did, Sha. It's almost prophetic in a way. I mean, he's using something natural to explain something spiritual. It's too bad well. He didn't have any draw. Anything to draw water. You would think he's helpless. Someone now came with something to draw. And I say, give me to drink. She was like, ah, who are you? Blah, 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 blah. And he now explained to her, okay, well, don't worry. If you know who I ask you. If you know, that means you don't know. But if you know. I mean, let me read it, please. Yes, sir. He said, verse 10. Mm-hmm. Jesus answered and said unto her, if thou knowest the gift of God, uh-huh. and who it is that said to thee, give me to, to drink. drink. So it says, if you know the gift of God, and you know who says to you, give me to drink. So that means you are lacking knowledge. You don't know, what the, you don't know the gift of God. You don't know who is talking to you. In a way, the person talking to you is actually the gift of God to you. The person, you don't know, uh, yeah, you have no idea what God has gifted for the provision of water. Right? So he's saying to her, you have no clue, yeah, see her. She thinks, she thinks I'm talking of something natural. She, he appeared helpless as if, ah, but Jesus is trying to use a natural thing to explain something spiritual. The conversation started naturally as if it's something. Oh, give me water to drink. Why are you saying to me that I should give her? Do you know I'm a Samaria? I mean, please read that verse 7 again. Let's see the conversation. How it, how it went. <laughs> yes. Of Samaria, yes. Jesus said unto her, Give me to drink. For his disciples were gone away unto the city yes. to buy meat. meat. Then said the woman of Samaria unto him, How is it that thou? Being a Jew, accept drink of me, which I am a woman of Samaria, for the Jews have no dealings with the Samaritans. Samaria. <laughs> wow. Wow. Do, 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 do you know what's going on in this conversation? God. God. <laughs> the conversation could have just gone like this. Give me water to drink. Oh, okay, I'm coming. <laughs> Please take oh. Finish. Please give me water to drink. Ah, uh-uh. do you know me, Samaria? You are a Jew. 
Ah. What do we have to do with each other? How can a Jew like you be asking me for water? I, I will see a problem here. Yeah. <laughs> Imagine the conversation could have just gone smooth. Then what happened? She she began to bring in thought of division. Thought of separation. I was sitting as separated men. Bringing thought of division. I, I mean, she's holding on to her thing. Holding on to her thinking cap, her beliefs. You know, that, you know those times? They don't believe Jews and Samar- Samaritans should come together. Right? No, no, uh, ah. I think you see there again where they began to talk. And they're talking about worship, true worship. Yes, right? Yes, yes. Now, okay. No, I, think, I, think, I think if, if we remember the, the story yes. of how Judah took, what, Judah, uh, the, the, the tribe separated into two kingdoms. Yes, right? Two kingdoms, Judah and. Ah! Is it Manasseh? I can't remember. And then the rest of the ten separated, mm. right? And then they now carried because <laughs> I don't know it's politics. The, uh, I think I can't remember who now made the ah. Pastor Thompson was even talking about this story recently, where where we did not, did not have to make a law, right? Where people will now go to the mountain, all of them, one place for worship, <laughs> or they now have a, just just to make sure. Ah. <sighs> So, let me just quickly move forward. This woman, instead of just receiving, giving the water, decided to move into separation. Right? Then Jesus now began to address her problem. If you know the gift of God. First of all, there's no, there's no meant to be any separation. It's just Jews in the spirit. All of us are Israel. In the spirit, mm. right? So, you just were trying to now tell her if you know the gift of God and was talking to you. Now, forget that your foolish, foolish thought. You could, I mean, how easy it is to just give water. Why do you have to bring the conversation of I'm a Jew, I'm a, you are a Jew, I'm a Samarian, we don't have anything in common. Why are you asking me for water? Or perhaps maybe she just innocently said that maybe she's curious mm. right in the sense that oh wow i mean samirian you're a jew you're asking me for water oh wow but then if that's the case why would jesus answer her that way mm. that if you know the gift of god and who is asking you will be the one to ask me for water and i will give you this living water which will spring up onto everlasting life right now let's not forget the story and the how we got it, let me just spell the, the rest of the details. Right? But what I was trying to, wanted to bring out there is this, that the water there is a provision, mm-hmm. right? And that water in itself is self-sustaining. Is what? Self-sustaining. If it's not self-sustaining, it won't spring. Mm-hmm. Right? Now, it's a different kind of water that Jesus have, which he can give. And when you drink of it, and you drink that water enough, that water would spring you, or let me put it this way, will bring you up into everlasting waters. Mm-hmm. Right? 
Now, the reason why that water would have the capacity to do that is because that water is living. Mm. Now, if you say something is living, does that make sense? Yes, sir. If you say something is living, it means it's a present continuous. Living, I-N-G. Mm. It's present, it's continuous. Mm. That means it can stop. It is, that, that's, that's what I mean by it. It is self-sustaining. Which means, if you take that, if, if you take that water and separate it from the rest, yeah. it can spring by itself and begin to regenerate waters. But you need, you need a supply first to be able to drink from it. So, and the re- <sighs> God help me, I don't know how to connect this just to both. Maybe only goes to help me. Because where I'm coming from and what I'm talking about is that there's a journey there, right? And I don't want to confuse you guys. Because um, I moved from that, or maybe I just need to explain it anyways. Because I'm talking about, I moved from that verse 6 of Ecclesiastes 12, right? Where we talk about, you know, the pitcher be broken because the pitcher stores water, right? And then you move it away before it breaks. The method of moving it away is by drinking it. So you either drink it or you pour it away, but of course you don't want to waste the water. So it's better for you to drink it. Right. Now, what will allow you to be drinking that water is because you are falling in love with the water. Right. Like I was, I guess the lesson I was trying to bring out from what my wife used to bother me about is that my problem is that I've not fallen in love with drinking water enough. If I've fallen in love with drinking, she won't need to remind me to drink. That I reminding me is an extension of love because it is remember. It's remembrance. So she's trying to remind me. Right? Now, this me now being able to drink the water consistently is because I have fallen in love with drinking water. If I didn't fall in love with it, I wouldn't be drinking it. So the part of the reason for falling in love with the things of the spirit, right, is to move it inside you. Now, you're falling in love with it. Where it starts from is not from inside you. It starts from outside you. You have a source. You, you, you connect to the source. Now, before you start... now I'm, We're using water here because the water has turned to wine. <laughs> but what I really want to emphasize on here is the wine aspect. Because wine is a sign of love, too. In a way. When you, oh, let me, oh, maybe that's not the right word to use. When you, when you drink wine, anybody that drinks wine and is drunk... Falls in love. Mm. Yes, sir. Does that yes, make sir. sense? Yes, now, what do you fall in love? It doesn't mean you fall in love with somebody. Yes, if, if the person falls in love with the wine mm. because of the effect, mm. they, they, they love that, that highness, being high. Because they love the effect of being high, therefore they fall in love with wine. Mm. Oh. 
Right? They love the effect of the wine so much that they fall in love with the wine. So, the aim for drinking wine is not just because it's sweet. It's because it gets them high. So, the reason why you need to fall in love with the spirit is because you need to get high in the spirit. If you've tasted what it means to be high in the spirit, you will fall in love with the spirit. Right? That's what I'm trying to say. But what would get you to the point where you fall in love with the wine or you fall in love with the spirit is because you are remembering or you are falling in love with your creator. Remember that in the days of thy youth, in the days of your youth is where you have strength to drink water. And drink wine. Wow. That's it. It is the youthful season that you have strength to drink. Like I said, if socially fall in love with, with wine, right? It is in your youthful age you, you develop the attitude. Right? Hardly would you see any grown-up person that suddenly develops drinking attitude that is purely because of love. It's probably maybe something drove them, sorrow or something else, something drove them to it, and then they started drinking, and then they're not even using it as a source of highness, in a way. They are trying to forget the problem. So, it's like a numbing... uh, mechanism to numb their pain and that's what that's what happens to people when they don't remember their creator in the days of their youth they use it to numb pain because in this season there's pain everywhere evil days are days of pain right when i say they are days of pain I'm, I'm, the way I'm talking, I feel like I'm talking too much in spiritual terms. Mm-hmm. And perhaps maybe you guys are trying to narrow it down to your natural and yes, daily sir. life. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Right? Mm-hmm. When I say pain, it doesn't necessarily mean that somebody caught you and, oh, I'm in pain. Oh my God, my life has gone. Oh. Hmm. Pain. Pain. When you say, when you say there are yeah, p- painful days, are days where ah, different thoughts are coming, but I don't know how to land it. Um, when you are when you are when you have pain, something is causing the pain, right? Now the painful the painful season are seasons where you are looking for but can't find. Wow. Right? Does it make sense? Yes, sir. Now, just, just, just imagine, imagine, huh, I felt I've not still brought, down, brought it down as simple here. Because I've not received wisdom to give an example in the natural, that's why. But I'm trusting that you all have a spiritual mechanism to bring it down, but I'll try my best 
it's more like an installation. I, I, and again, I felt it's more. I felt it's more of an impartation. Yes, and yes, even if I can't explain it to you, I feel Holy Ghost will explain it to you. Amen. Hallelujah. In the sense that, just imagine seasons where. All of a sudden, you just you just realize that you don't have grace for certain things, huh. and you don't have answer to it. Mm. That would be a painful day. No, can't it all joy you? Maybe perhaps something happened to you. Hey, yeah, I lack grace here, but you know what to do. Huh. Although you are, you have not gotten to the fullness. Yet, because there are shortcomings, but you have enough light, you have a supply, you have maybe not the full wisdom, but you have a wisdom somewhere to address the issue, right? Perhaps maybe you just don't have strength to do what is needed yet. There are seasons when it is possible for men not to have an, an idea on how to address the, a problem. Perhaps, maybe, imagine, imagine, okay, let me give you this example. Maybe you are with a friend and you did something seemingly unpleasant. And you didn't even know it's unpleasant. It's possible, right? And, and maybe the signs are staring in the face that this thing you are doing is unpleasant too. Even when, even, so this is why it is painful. Even when the thing is telling you in the face that this is very unpleasant, you shouldn't be doing this, you will totally be ignorant of it. I mean, don't be worried. Don't be worried. And I'm just saying that you, are, you know, to know it's possible. Right? I'm saying don't be worried because perhaps I believe we are all, <laughs> we are all growing in a way. I mean, for you to end up in this, for you to end up in this kind of pain, I mean, you must have been totally out of... The, I mean, you must have been so ignorant of the ways... You must have been so, so far from God. You must have been so... I mean, you must have, you must have so forgotten God. Right? Because, of course, if you have been able to remember thy creator, you would have come into some measure of strength. Right? Therefore, the evil day may not be as evil to you. Actually, for those that... No, they're talking about these evil days. It's like two contrasts. Yes, remember that God in the days of, remember that I created on the days of thy youth when the evil days have not yet come. Mm. Now, to you, you, you may not necessarily know it's an evil day. Because those evil times may not be evil to you. Because you come into a different eye. The way you are seeing is different. But anybody that have not developed that, the, the eye needed in the evil days, will see evil. And they won't be able to escape evil unless a light shines. And then they, 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 by grace, were able to develop another kind of eye. Or what we call a single eye. Right? When they're able to develop the single eye so that they can see and then their body can be filled with light, then they will have the tool needed to escape the evil days. The reason for remembering that creator in the days of thy youth, in your early stage, is so that you can receive all the tools needed 
develop all the skills needed, develop all the strength needed to be able to journey. Because you journey from strength to strength. There is a joy in Holy Ghost. And ah, when I say there's a joy in the Holy Ghost, there's a joy in the Holy Ghost. I'm rounding up. I said I would round up. What's the time? I'm rounding up now. There's a joy in the Holy Ghost that every soul needs to experience. When you experience that joy, you are drinking wine. If you don't drink the wine of the Spirit, you won't experience that joy. Now, the joy in the Holy Ghost is in dimensions. There's a joy in the Holy Ghost when you just get born again. There's a joy in the Holy Ghost that is Christ. There's a joy of the, of the Holy Ghost that is in God's dimension. And that one is when they call in thy prayer there is fullness of joy. Joy is not full if it's just Holy Ghost. It's not full if it's Holy Ghost and Christ alone. It is full when you are nearing the end. Because everything about Holy Ghost is joy. Now you now remember that the kingdom of God is righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost. That righteousness, peace, is also joy. They just don't call it joy. There's a joy in righteousness. There's a joy in peace. Now, the fullness is joy. Then I said, in the Holy Ghost. So the kingdom of God is the kingdom. When I say kingdom, right? That kingdom is not just talking about one, the, the entire kingdom. The kingdom of God is righteousness, peace, and joy. Then I said what? In the Holy Ghost. These three things are in the Holy Ghost. Which means without Holy Ghost, you can't assess kingdom. If you remove spirit, forget kingdom. I think this, this just break, break, broke an understanding for me. Just now, I've not seen it this way before. I think, cause I think me and my wife were having a conversation about the water and the spirit, right? And there's a part passage that talks about, except you are born of water and of spirit, you cannot enter the kingdom. And, then, and I'm now also seeing the need for the spirit. If it's just water alone, you can't gain access to the kingdom. Because it is righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost. Which means you need you need the the drop of Holy Ghost. You need the drop of spirit. You need the addition of spirit with water to be able to gain entrance into the Holy Ghost. Sorry, into the kingdom. Right. Amen. Amen. I'm sorry, guys. I, I, I feel this. Please, does anybody understand what I'm saying? If you didn't understand, can you? Because sometimes, I know some of when I'm talking, most of you will be looking at me like this. And then, when you have, you have questions, you don't ask me. Where I say, is there any question? Nobody will answer. Eh? Do we understand everything I'm saying? No. Hey, I know. <laughs> eh? Okay. 
I'll try. I think this is my last assignment before we finish today to try and break it down in a way, or at least we have something to take home. Right. Again, I'll say this: Don't be shy to ask questions. Maybe I'm teaching. I'm saying something. Maybe I said something and it didn't connect. You can ask questions. Hmm? The reason why we are here is so that we can all learn, right? And there's nothing shameful about asking. Okay, these two things you just said, I don't know how to put it together. What does this, 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 this mean? And I will explain, right? I mean, I have no no intention of speaking over your head. No intention at all. If I'm doing it, then please point, point me and say, sir. I can't understand you. Mm-hmm. Uh, people will look at me. I know you people. I know you all. Just don't worry, Jerry. It's because I see this, this I know. I know them. <laughs> I'm not talking. I'm not talking. Is they know? They know themselves. <laughs> Why are you laughing? Are you are you part of them? <laughs> see confession. Amen. Ah, your amen is serious. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Sorry, baby. Sorry, everyone. It's like the amen woke up. Eh? Amen. It is well. Um, I guess what I'm what I'm what I'm explaining here is to show us different. No, different. No, it's, to, it's to show us the the importance of falling in love, right? And tr- trying to draw attention to to create a desire to want to fall in love more with the things of the spirit. Most importantly, Holy Ghost. Mm-hmm. Right, because mm. that area is very important, and I'm trying to explain the wine of the spirit mm. to get us to fall in love with drinking that wine. Why it is important, why it is needed, mm. right? Now, talking about these these waters, talking about um, water, wine. We're trying to you know, use scripture to explain the two is the water you are drinking is a, is also is as a as a wine effect right but what when you are drinking water in the spirit it also talks about you eating in the spirit amen, amen. praise the lord hmm Are we all tired? No, sir. Are you sure? Yes, sir. So, some of your faces are looking tired. Mm. I'm almost in short in five minutes, I'm ending. But, I know I spent time. Ah, I spent time. I've been saying I was closed since. But, I would have actually closed. But because, <laughs> you know, I have a sense that, you know, I need to bring this to something tangible, something useful. I'll try and use the next five to ten minutes max.
to bring it down to something tangible. Right. So, in case you've listened for the last one hour, 30 minutes, and you don't understand, perhaps, mm-hmm. let's pay attention to this last 10 minutes. Okay. It might be useful. Mm-hmm. The... Amen. The core of the message really is about identifying the evil days. What happens to the evil days? It means there's a season where you have access to things that will help you in your journey. There's a season where those things will not be coming to you as freely as they used to. Right. And those those times when they don't come as free as they used to are season that mark evil days. But when you hear evil, you would think it's something bad happening to you. You're just just talking about a season where you you've moved into a different season where God has God has changed the mechanism of supply. And that has an effect on you directly as a person. Mm-hmm. Which if over time you've not built the, the skill, you've not received the things needed, by the time you get to that time where things have changed, you would face evil days. Mm-hmm. And you won't have strength to overcome evil days. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. Now... What that means is bring it all down to your natural life. Right? Everything comes to comes down to the life inside of you. Now, this season or seasons in your life where all of a sudden you realize you have strength to do things in the, of yeah, the spirit. Yeah. They are key seasons in your life. Mm-hmm. And you need to use it to the autumn yeah. to the uttermost optimize those seasons in your life. Mm. Don't play with it. Because everything will not always be the same. Right? When you are growing, there are seasons where Holy Ghost will just be bringing water to you, wine to you to drink anyhow. Those are the seasons of strength for you. Those are the seasons you should invest yourself in there are seasons only ghost will just want you to pray for example maybe seasons where you just receive so much grace to just pray you are you are too alive to activities in the spirit it happens to you seamlessly right those are seasons of strength those are youthful seasons for you now what characterizes those seasons Right, is just an abundant supply. Yeah, abundant supply. Abundant supply. Abundance. You are supposed to be a system mm. to store and to use. Yes. Does that make sense? Now, if I bring it down to the natural, when you are growing as a child of God, 
There are times you just want to pray in the spirit. There are times you just want to, maybe you don't even know what, to, what it means to pray in the spirit or speak in tongues and you desire to speak in tongues. Just keep, as you are desire and desiring it, God will begin to supply you, grow you. Those are seasons of your supply where you begin to desire those things. If, and if someone is growing as a child of God and is not desiring those things, they will struggle in their journey as a child of God. So there's, there's, there's a need here to always de- to, to be desiring the things of God. Now, desiring the things of God does not end at that baby stage. It journeys up until you reach God. At any point, at no point should that desire stop. There are things you would desire at certain point, but you don't have it. There's a season for God to supply that to you. And you have to be wise that when God is supplying strength for you to receive those things, you use it wisely so that you can journey further. Okay. Right? Yeah. Now, I'm now wanting to now emphasize the season of the Holy Ghost, which is the season where you drink. Now, the, what it means to drink wine is this. The season of the Holy Ghost where God, Holy Ghost is stirring desires in you to pray. Stand desiring you to desire things of the spirit, bring you into experiences, activate gift of the spirit in you. All those things you are doing that is, hey, I like that. Hey, I want more of it. That's you drinking wine. The reason why you are behaving that way is because you are drinking wine and you are getting high, and you like it. And when you, and what happens when you get high is that you feel joy. When you get high in the spirit. You have a sense of joy in you. That's almost what everybody picks when they felt Holy Ghost on them. That I or maybe you are worshiping in church and then all of a sudden you just felt, oh, you are worthy, Lord Jesus. You want to cry. You are high. What you are what you are drinking then is wine. Holy Ghost is supplying those kind of things. As simple as they look, they are the things that characterize your spiritual experience. That wants you or that gets you to want God more. Yes, right? Yes, sir. If, people, if people don't give, give importance to that, I doubt you will grow spiritually. Right? It's because somebody desires things like that. And I am now seeing right now, what I'm seeing really is maybe gaps in those experiences whereby when we maybe we've not given heed to certain things or maybe certain, certain seasons in our life that we ought to have built some, some grace, strength, right, in, in Holy Ghost that will now come together, right? Like I said, when you are growing in spirit, those things you learn don't go away. They become more sophisticated, right? So when you gain those, it, will, it ought to come together and then as you are growing, it becomes tools you are able to use. Right, the season of gathering all those things are your youthful seasons, which is the part of the reason to fall in love. If there's nothing else, right, that we've learned in this whole message, this is the summary to just fall in love with the spirit, fall in love with Holy Ghost so much because inside Holy Ghost 
is the kingdom. When you fall in love with the Holy Ghost enough, at some point, it will give you the kingdom. When I say it will give you the kingdom, it means it will give you entrance into the kingdom. That's what I'm trying to explain, righteousness, peace, and joy. I'm just using, trying to use that to explain joy. You know, that's, that's just the summary of it all. When you fall in love with the Holy Ghost enough, you, when you fall in love, it means you would want to always drink his wine. You want to desire to read your Bible. Even though you don't understand, read it. You would desire to pray in the Spirit. You don't know what you are praying for, pray. Right? Those bury yourself in those experiences in the spirit. Let God create breakthroughs in you. Right? Now, what those breakthroughs is doing to you is creating space in you. Imagine a cistern that is already full of sand. Sand is even good. What can you put in a cistern that you pour water into? It, 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 it won't... It won't fill it up. There's one basket. Hi. Water will go through rocks still and fill. Although, yeah, it will go through it, but of course that means the volume inside the container will not be full. Part of it will be stone. Part of it will be water. If you remove all the stones, you will now realize that you actually have more room for water to come in. The same thing if you put in sand. Right? Or, or you, you fill up with sand and then you seal up on top of it. Right? Mm-hmm. But you didn't fill it to the top of the system or with the, with the pitcher. Yeah. Using the pitcher as an example. When you pour water on top of that plastic, you notice that you only have small room mm-hmm. for water. Mm-hmm. Right? But then when you remove that plastic, remove all, everything else, all of a sudden you have more room. What those experiences would do to you is create room inside you. When you create room, because God needs that room. When you create that, when, when you are desiring and chasing after God, and you are loving those experiences, and you are having breakthroughs in the spirit, all of a sudden, God will begin to remove things from you, create room in you, so that he can feel you. Amen. And I was not, and I think that was not what drove me to that uh, thing I was talking about. You know, before you know, when, before you get married, and then after you get married, and I was not trying to explain how before you get married you have time for a lot of things. Yes. The moment you get married, all of a sudden you have less time because there are things that are, that your time is committed to, whether you like it or not. When you are still young, there are seasons where I mean, you, you can even decide. This time, no, that time, you know what I mean? Nothing, you, you can control what you are committed to. Right? Now, I'm just using like the natural time. So, everything up until the point before you get married is your youthful season. Not just when you, you know, graduate school and all that. I mean, you can start loving God since you are two. Can start loving God since you are five. I mean, doesn't I mean? There's no, there's no guarantee that we should start loving God at one particular. Everything up until the point you get married can be classified as your youthful season. Can be right. 
And in that season is the time you they are digging, creating room for God to fill you. So that you have con- you, 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 you have a big container for God to fill. So when God fills you or is filling you, even when you get married and is filling you, there is room for God to work things in you. Because part of God filling you would also be changing you. Right? So the, 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 the goal here is to create that room for God to fill. And how you create that room is what? You fall in love with your creator. Give yourself to your creator. Keep desiring your creator. Drink the wine of the spirit. See that Holy Ghost time. Holy Ghost. Holy Ghost. If you keep talking about Holy Ghost every second, it's not it's not that's not it's not too it's not it's not too much. Eh? Time you are praying, you are coming into things in the spirit. Whereby you are praying, and then you begin to hear tongues. I, I trying to figure out what's that. What, these are these are time to explore, to experience, build up yourself. Things that will become tools for you. Eh? Praying. Well, suddenly have a desire to pray. You began to pray and pray and pray and pray and pray until you pray through. Don't miss those seasons. Those seasons where things come to you seamlessly. Use those seasons because those are the seasons that God is creating room so that He can feel. And as He's feeling it, when things don't now come easily as they used to before, you have a place to get what to fetch water from. Because there's there's a season like that in the spirit. There's a season whereby rain just fall on you. You don't need to do anything. Rain just fall and fall. But the time wisdom will change. It won't come that way. There's a time they said here that when when the clouds return after the rain. Right? After the rain. That's what it says here, right? Or it says when the clouds return. Right? Let's read it, and I'm in, that's it. And I think that's what I'll read down, and that's that's the end today. And then we'll close. It says in verse Ecclesiastes 12, 12:2, says while the sun or the light or the moon or the stars be not darkened, means light is still shining, right? Not the clouds return after the rain. So there's a time light will be shining. There's a time dark. There's a time rain will be falling. There's a time the rain will stop. If the rain is, while the rain is falling, and you've not, you don't have room in your vessel. Are you seeing? When rain is falling, I mean, I mean I'm pretty sure all of us can relate to this. In Canada now, there's water everywhere. Back in Nigeria, some people don't have bowl. Some people don't have tank. What they rely on is the rain. And when there's no rain, they'll go and be fetching water in different houses, right? So the moment, those people, they remember their creator. Why? The moment rain is falling, they know that they don't have water. They quickly, people that have bowl, they don't care. 
But those ones that know that, ah, if I don't carry buckets out, and this rain fall and go, two weeks, uh, two weeks uh, water supply is gone. The moment, in the, in the season that we didn't have a phone, that maybe somebody can quickly call their child at home, bring that in out, you will see them running home. Ah, let me quickly bring that in. I, or, maybe they have people at home that usually do it. Maybe they are not running because they have something to do. They'll be like, ah, I pray that these children will bring this thing out too as it is raining. Why? Because they know there's a, need, there's, a, there's a need to receive water, rain, to fall. Right? So, the season where Holy Ghost is falling on you is a season of rain. There's a season where Christ will be falling on you is another season of rain. Right? But the two rain together is needed. The latter and the former rain. That's what I'm talking about. So you hear the latter rain or former rain. Right? So there's the former rain moderately, that's Holy Ghost. Former rain fully. Right? And then there's the latter rain, Christ. The true rain you need to receive. So your vessel must be empty enough to contain those rain. They are supplying you water, right? And how God would there's how God will create space in your vessel is by when you fall in love with the Holy Ghost, and then you are beginning to give yourself to the Holy Ghost. You are yielding, and you fall in love with the one of the Spirit. God will create. God will begin to create room in you. God will create room, and when He creates room, then you can now receive His rain. You'll be filled. And you continue in your journey. So that remembrance that I'm talking about here is remember to carry your vessel out for the rain. That means you must have fallen in love with the rain. The people that bring their bucket out to carry water, they are falling in love with the rain. Because they know that's their only supply. If not, that will come seamlessly to them. Because if they don't take that, what that means is now that they have to carry bucket. See how big, whatever, because sometimes they have to get a big jug to contain a lot of water. What they will now have to do is they now have to carry a smaller bucket, be going to houses that will give them to run and fill their tap, and then they will now carry it and then fill that their bigger jug. And they will do that multiple times until it is full. Whereas, in rain, will do it at once. Get it? Yes, sir. Yes, if you want to picture, if you, if you if you now want to picture it this way, so the, see those people that is giving them water to put in their bucket, they are the ones that were wise to get a supply. They move the they move the rain into them. Look about look about look at the technology and that's our end. Them they don't depend on putting the bucket outside. What they rely on is that rain should fall to the ground. When you fall to the ground, it goes down to their bowl water supply. Mm. Then they fetch it out. They have a higher wisdom to get the water. They, have, they are equipped in a dry season to get water. No matter how dry it is, there's water in the bowl. You notice, right? Yes, sir. I mean, in Nigeria, I'm not talking about desert. But do you know that even inside desert, there's water? Yeah. 
just that you can't just get it before you before you hit water you will go to the depth that is almost impossible to go to to find water right then there's a point where the surplus water comes out in the desert oasis all of a sudden you see in that area that's my area anybody that is journey cherishes the oasis because they know that sometimes they might even come there for days, yeah. drink, carry supply so that they can go. Yes. Because they know that in the desert, before you can find, that tells you that in the desert is a dry ground. is a is an evil day, evil, evil journey. Desert dry, nothing. But a cistern can hold water. Ah, a pitcher, the wheel that supplies the water that is not broken. But I didn't say it. I mean, I said. Let me not talk too much. If I keep talking, I will not end. But the goal here is falling in love with the things of the Spirit enough. Enough. Falling in love enough that you so much love the experience of the Spirit that you don't just enjoy looking at it and seeing it alone. You desire it for yourself to experience it. You want to experience, you want to be an experiential thing in you yourself and it is the time that you have time to do those things that you should do them when you have time these are the seasons for you have if you have time do it because the season is coming when you won't have time it's almost like that every single there are seasons where you just easy for you to do certain things there are seasons where it's no longer as easy there's a season where revelation will be dropping on you like rain. There's a season where you will need to know where to go and fetch it. Amen. I hope we are blessed. So, I hope this is my last... Eh? I said back to 10 minutes. That's another 20. Sorry, guys. I, I, honestly, I apologize. Me, myself, I feel bad. Because I needed to go... So- not that I'm there to go so bad. I know that you guys probably have somewhere you want to go to. Right? I'm so sorry. I apologize. But you know, it's, it's labor too because I wanted you guys to yes, understand. Yes. I'm sorry I took time. Um, I don't know if I've tried and explained it enough. So I guess after the meeting, if I have any questions, you can ask me. Amen. Let's just begin to thank God for today. Father, we thank you. Mahastefeni Malita Vani Moshita, Iridata, Iridata, Irimasiti Vani Moshita, Karia, Yemastefeni Moshitikari Hariboshita, Harimono Moshita, Kariboshita, Mosheta Venima, Yemasiti Kariboshita, Kadadadadadadadadadadadadadadadadadadadadadadadadadadadadadadadadadadadadadadadadadadadadadadadadadadadadadadadadadadadadadadadadadadadadadadadadadadadadadadadadadadadadadadadadadadadadadadadadadad
Ebzata, Ebzata, Enderevashita, Ebatele, Bate, Bate, Masete, Vere, Ezente, 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 Ebastefene Moshita, Ezepa, 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 Leveshita, Brada, Ezete, Brada, Badadosha. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name we are praying. Thank you for today, our Father. We thank you for your word. Thank you for your mercy. Thank you for having your help with your word tonight. At this morning, we say we are exalted in Jesus' name. But as we go about uh, our day, we ask, Lord, that you anoint us afresh with your love. Amen. To create your desires to Amen. fall in love with, with your things. Amen. Wherever we are struggling, that we receive grace Amen. to fall in love again. Amen. Thank you, Father, because you've answered our prayers. For in Jesus' name, we are you dwells between the cherubim, shine forth. You dwells between the cherubim, shine forth. You dwells between the cherubim, shine forth.